tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. Firstly, apologies for the delay in the release of episode 18A. I'm still on my holiday and have been sidetracked by national parks of America like Yosemite, Sequoia, Death Valley and the Grand Canyon. Now we're bringing you this podcast from Colorado. I really enjoyed this lesson with Dan and you can find a video on our YouTube channel of his jazzy improvisation to the backing track we use. This lesson covers some ideas for jazzy improv for the non-jazzers out there, including playing outside the key, rhythmic phrasing and picking out important notes. So, Gary, I understand you're looking for some more jazzy ideas to augment what you're already playing over, maybe some bluesy backings and things like that. Uh, yes, please, Dan. Uh, always looking for lots of different styles. Let's go for it. Okay. What we're going to look at today, um, I've been sort of thinking long and hard about this, we're going to look at maybe a little bit of outside playing. I'll give you my take on that. So that means sort of playing outside of maybe our regular scales, our notes, which technically are bang in tune with the piece. I'll also maybe giving a slightly jazzier feel to things. Now, I'm not a jazz guitar player, that I am not. But when called on, I can add a bit of a jazz feel to things and have my own sort of take on that. You know, everyone's got their field within which they're their own sort of master, I guess. And for me, jazz was something I came to much later in in life really and I do love the style but I think you could spend an entire lifetime just acing that style but it's nice to take little elements of it and kind of bring that into into your your soldering just to kind of spice it up a little bit great plan yeah really up for that cool now what I've got here is a backing track a minor 120 beats a minute smooth funk groove jam track in a minor now this is from YouTube so we, we can put a link on our website, can't we, for people to have a look at that later. Now, this backing track goes on for five odd minutes, so I'm hoping not to play for that long. So I want to get, get you learning some stuff. But the first thing I'm going to get you to do is maybe play over this backing track. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of gain on the amp. recent podcast on tone will realise there's yep. a lot to be had from the guitar's controls without touching a thing on the amp. That setting is probably one of the more jazzier ones, isn't it? I would, I would say probably the, the neck pickup is probably the most jazzy. The neck? Yeah. Okay. You do find as you roll back the volume on, on a lot of guitars, our PRS included, the tone thins out a little bit so if you're trying to keep it jazzy you might want to roll that volume back but possibly roll some of the tone back in sympathy with that yeah to sort of avoid that thinning out 
Okay. Um, but I'll leave that up to you. I just want you to solo over the top. Or maybe do a little analysing afterwards of what you've done, what you felt you did well. Okay. How you felt you played. And I'm going to play some stuff over the top. And you're going to rate me for ideas. Okay. Love it. <laughs> started very lightly just sort of to try and get used to the groove and then uh it's a big ask i mean to, to yeah. be presented with a backing track and go create it's not easy so what do you think was good about what you played where would you like to change it what, what uh some of it was a little bit boring i think just while i was trying to get used to it maybe more than anything some of the good stuff was where uh, i was kind of randomly trying to hit notes to match some of the unusual chord changes. Mm-hmm. Some of that sounded quite quite interesting and then others sounded a bit dire. So for our audience that's out there, I'm going to outline what's going on in this piece. I did sort of shout it out in the piece, but that may not be particularly good. So we're, we're sort of going around this A minor section for I believe, I believe it's eight bars. Yeah. And then there's a B section. So the B section drops from A minor seven. Now the A minor seven... Although you could play straight A minor over it, it would sound a whole bunch jazzier yeah. if you stick to things like the Dorian and the blues scale and mix those up a little bit. Yeah, It's our classic rule of thumb as well, because it's over a minor, don't do anything major pentatonic over that, don't yeah. play A major pentatonic over that, it's going to sound pretty weird if you do. Same if you played Mixolydian, whereas you can play the minor or the major pentatonic mixed Lydian Dorian blues over something that's a major chord um, so if it was A7 rather than A minor 7 you'd get away with it so okay. you've got to stick pretty much with the minor modes in that respect so when you started calling out the chords I was thinking well what's that 
D major nine over F sharp was and still is and G thirteen. They're just still not familiar enough for me to. Let's decode this. Get them. Yeah. Let's decode this. Basically, the cheeky change is the change down to the F major seven, the first chord in the B section. So for this chord, you either need to avoid the F note. Now remember, if you're playing in the Dorian mode, the difference between A minor and Dorian is that your Dorian mode features an F sharp, A natural minor would feature an F natural. Now, of course, the F sharp isn't going to work over an F chord. So that means that you'd have to choose Uh, the, uh, the A minor, the A natural minor. Now that could be something as simple as just making sure you hit the F instead of the F sharp or avoid the F sharp when you're engaging in that chord. Yep. Just a, a moments later in the next bar, we go to D major 9 with an F sharp in the bass. It's a D major chord, so it's going to have F sharp in it, not F natural. So that yeah. takes us straight back to Dorian. And I was thinking of D major. Overcomplicating it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Here's Such. a D major 9 with an F sharp in the bass. I'll make it easy for myself. Yeah, okay. So I've got that one there. So you stay there with the F. Like that. So I've knocked out the, the D on the A yeah. string. I'm starting on the D string at the fourth fret, giving me the F sharp. Yeah. I've extended the D into the top. Oh, yeah. So I've got four, six, five, five. Yeah. For anyone okay. who's interested. There you go. Simples. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or I could play like that. Which on the middle four strings is. 9, 11, 9, 10. 9, 11, 9, 10. Yep. Now, decoding this is a D chord. So that F sharp is all important because that change from the F major 7 to the D major 9 with an F sharp in the bass yep. basically means that momentarily when you're playing over the F, you need to have some sympathy for that and avoid the F sharp. It's not going to sound quite right. And then when you play over the D major 9 with an F sharp in the bass, you're back in Dorian mode because F sharp is back in place. Yeah, that's oh. actually an F sharp minor, isn't it, as such? If you... It's with a over D. Yeah. So that's... So you could use that arpeggio as well, couldn't you? Adding the D in the... So yeah, and you can look at chords like this, you know, you can cross-reference chords like that all the time. So with that, you can then return to your Dorian, so the F has pulled it out momentarily. Yeah. Chord with a bigger, more scary name has kind of put you back in Dorian mode. But then you've got G13. So you've had F major major 7. You've had the D major 9. With F sharp in the bass. G13, that puts the F back in there, but also the B, which then gives you, yep, that's back in A natural minor mode, because you've got the G, the F, and the B, the A, and the E in that chord. 
a saying. So it's basically gone from A Dorian to A natural minor, A Dorian, A natural minor. Gotcha. But rather than thinking I'm changing my whole scale, try and think in terms of like I'm displacing a note. Yeah. Okay. To so account for it. It makes it a lot easier mentally, doesn't it? A hell of a lot easier. Because you're not staying on anything long enough to think arpeggios anyway, I guess, really. That's you? right. You've then got sort of E minor 7, A, A, A7. So it's suggesting a sort of major feel at the end of that. We'll have a listen to that because I wasn't quite hearing that when I was listening to the tune. Then the F major 7, D major 9, the F sharp in the bass, and G13 go round again. But then you've got F13. Which gives you the F from the natural minor, but the E flat from the blue scale. Yeah. So you could use the blue scale as it is, or you can mix it up. And then E flat 13. On the E flat 13, I think we can have some fun with. You use the, the super long ring, maybe. <laughs> Not on it for very long, but no. it's just half a bar. No, What's a super locrian then? Is that the A? Super locrian is a locrian that's very super. Yes, yeah. So the lock, the locrian mode, basically in this case, in the key of A, would be B flat starting on A. Yeah. Yeah. But then we would. flat the fourth so your D would become a C sharp to so go A B flat C sharp C sharp gotcha. E flat F G A gotcha got it kind of the, the technical breakdown I'm going to play over it and yep. I want you to maybe pick out my playing the bits you like or don't like or whatever be honest and I'm just going to play some, some stuff with maybe some outside sounds in it like that so as I mentioned earlier outside sounds are sounds that don't fit in with your regular sort of key for a piece so if you're in A minor and you played a line which contained notes that were not technically in that key, technically they're out of tune, you can have some quite interesting effects with that. It's quite, quite a lot of fun with that. But I will say at the outset, you've got to like the sound of outside playing. Do you do any outside playing currently? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. But it's a bit of luck, usually. I might just be playing in A minor pentatonic. just go up okay. to B flat pentatonic. I mean that could work if you resolve. Yeah. Um, there is a kind of a sort of a loose rule that the, the human ear if it hears eight notes out of tune one after another then it realises it's out of tune whereas yeah. the odd one not so. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's as we talked, do, talked about before as well like there are certain kind of frictions certain notes which kind of shouldn't work but do like the blues note um, which is already out of tune so you're already playing 
outside if you're playing the blues note. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's why I do that because you've got the blues note there, so that sort of implies that note's out of the box. So that'd be your, your major. The ma- your but it's major also third. a major third, so it's likely to. F- so it's likely to sort of fit. I guess that's why I use that one. <laughs> so let's have a little play. I'm going to have a little play over this and we'll see what gives. I said I'm not really a jazz player, so I apologise for any jazzers out there. But there's a few different ideas going on. What did you like? What did you? Uh, I, I like the rhythm side to it. That kind of like stuttery bebop. It makes you want to click your fingers and stuff. <laughs> Phrasing. The phrasing was really good, and then the um, the comparison between like that kind of phrasing and then some long notes that were sustained 
and rang out and resolved back to the same kind of phrasing as well. So I like that, I like that as an overall picture. There was a bit of out-of-the-box playing in the middle that I pointed out at the time, round about the here. Yeah, we, had, right. we had the diminished. Now, a lot of people shy away from the diminished or it's like yeah it's the chord that we you know we, we don't play that one now it was big jim sullivan session a through the 50s and 60s who i had some lessons with who opened my eyes to that one yeah and he said think of the diminished chord key of a you got the blues note yeah got, that's where i find it the diminished you got the blues note so that's you got the sixth the major sixth yeah which appears in dorian mode and then you got the root and you'll also have as you move up the C, which is the minor third. Yeah, now, knowing that they move in in sort of groups of three. So every three frets, the notes are kind of rejigged and repeated. So although you hear this a lot in classical music, you also hear it. Yeah. You hear it quite a bit as well in the jazzier side of things. So it's got that slightly outside feel. Yeah. So the swinging feel as well that you talk about, if you play a line normally, that's not really swinging, that's straight. It's almost in groups of two. painful exercise when I was younger and I had lessons with Brian Kellner and he sat there and he said solo without any backing yeah and make it swing and then proceeded to pick out all the places where swing it did not yes yeah it pays dividends in the future because this is what it's about you know having that metronome inside of you that pulse yeah. going which keeps you on track that means you can yeah. play things that are straight, you can play triplets, you can play fours, you can play fives, you can play things with a swing feel. You know, you don't need a backing track. How many times have I heard people say, well, I'm all right when I play it with a drummer. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I need to hear it so that you're all right when you play it without a drummer. Yeah, yeah, so that, that makes sense. pulse yeah. is consistently there. But at some point, you're going to want to put in different groupings of notes rather than two when you're playing and thinking of phrasing think of maybe how you can divide things up like that it's how one group of notes reacts with the next 
Okay. So if I go... That sounds alright, but if I do it like this... Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, because we're we're altering sort of the groupings of notes. We have faster phrases, we have slower phrases. Yeah. So thinking on this, some help to do that, aren't I? I think. Should we play over it again? But this time we'll take turns. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll oh. try and mirrors roughly what you're doing if you keep it simple. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you'll catch up with the 
really useful exercise. Awesome. <laughs> so let's look at a few other ideas. So one thing we can do, as as you've seen, is rhythmic displacement. So kind of sort of flipping things on their head, maybe missing a note out extra each time or adding an extra note in. It's much more fun when you play with the drummer and the drummer follows you, but it really requires that pulse yeah. to keep you well and truly on track. You've got the diminished ideas. So yeah. you can also have, if you want a simpler diminished idea, that's like the bottom half of it. What you can do is do that and then resolve it, you know. So you've got... And at that point you decide to yeah, do a normal blues lick at the end. Whatever you want to do. One thing as well which becomes apparent with things like the the blues note is here we're harping on the blues note. We're doing the very opposite. Blues players often do this kind of thing, don't they? Side sound to kind of shine through. It's the D sharp. Yeah. 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 Cool. That's good. Yeah. When you use the Dorian, there, like any mode and any scale, there are certain notes that are kind of a whole bunch more important than others. Okay. That sixth. <laughs> So that's quite an important note, as is the blues note. So we're seeing the notes that are kind of useful to hang on. Yeah, okay. So let's have a little go. Do you want to start or should I? Uh, You can start. I'll try. say that. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. You give me ideas. (laughs) 
did you find playing over it that time yeah it's better as, as you get used to the track isn't it that's yeah. right because i mean in essence what we're looking at here is not turning everyone into uh what was his name who's that amazing jazz guitar player my favorite joe pass oh yeah it's just like he's the things he thinks of that you think how the, where's your head at <laughs> yeah how are you doing this so quickly and on the spot and I heard a wonderful, wonderful story about Joe Pass and what a humble guy he was. This guy went to see him one night and he was up at the bar and he saw this this guy at the bar, you know, and he starts chatting to him. And the guy said, oh, you have to excuse me. I need to go and play a little 
and he got off his bar stool <laughs> and it was Joe Pass. <laughs> and went and played an amazing set. And you you know, he didn't kind of say, Hey I'm Joe Pass, you know Yeah, yeah. He didn't make a big deal of it. Just, his ego at the door. Absolutely. <laughs> he just had the whole jazz thing so down. Yeah. You know, to to give the man a, a super strat and a martial stack would be vulgar. Just don't do that and yeah. leave that to the rest of us. But yeah, he was just like the way he played and everything. Just mesmerising. Yeah. Mesmerising playing. Incredible. Where's um, Montgomery? He's another good player, isn't he? Yeah, he was, he was quite a game changer in his time. Charlie Christian. I don't know Charlie Christian. Charlie Christian was one of the sort of, sort of the, the well-known sort of jazzers in the 40s, you know, playing a big old arch top guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kenny Burrell. Yeah, I think I've heard of Kenny Burrell. Yeah. But I'm not immediately bringing them... I know Wes, Wes Montgomery had some brilliant tone as well. George he? Benson. Yeah, George Herb Benson. Ellis. That's for sure. Yeah. Some listening still to do. <laughs> the homework is never over. <laughs> Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do, and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Yeah.